Good evening and welcome to another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shopta at C70 on the Twitter. You got David Jones over there at iPop Editor, and we're recording this on Sunday night, as we usually do. And uh, tomorrow the, the floodgates open. Uh, free agency gets going. Um, but before we get to that, David, we had a World Series end since the last time you and I talked. Uh, what did you think about the Rangers taking it and, and winning their first title? If a World Series happens and no one's watching, do we actually give away the championship? Because <laughs> I saw that the ratings were terrible. But, uh, you know, I'll say congratulations to the Rangers. I, I think that was pretty cool to see for Jordan Montgomery and for Chris Stratton. Uh, those are two guys who leave the Cardinals. So I feel like fans probably don't. There's no bad blood there. Um you know, Adolis Garcia, that's still going to get people a little uh, upset, but um, you got to be happy for those guys. Uh, Texas, just the superior team. They really just marched through these playoffs, and it's pretty amazing for them to do it with the injuries to Grandpa Scherzer and DeGrom. Uh, those guys really didn't give them much of anything, and so they had to re- rely on Montgomery and Eovaldi and, and some of their other guys. And so really good. Um, you know, I... I think it shows in a lot of ways that money still can not necessarily buy championships, but get you pretty far. And I think finally the luck of the Diamondbacks ran out and the difference in a lot of ways was money in, in what was done. You look at the lineup of the Rangers and the lineup of the Diamondbacks and they just did not compare. So, hey, congratulations to the Rangers, but now we can actually get focused on what we really want to get focused on. Yeah, I do. I do like to see the Rangers. I think it, yeah, the one downside because I I don't think I don't think anybody that I know of has any um, hard feelings toward the Rangers, right? It's not a team that you just have to beat. It's not a Yankees. It's not an Astros. It's not anything like that. So the one downside, it's very 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 small downside to 2011, was to see a team like that that got so close to to winning their first title and and then to have it taken away. So. You know, for those for that team, for those fans, not to have to worry about 2011 anymore. I mean, I'm sure that the pain of that series has dropped significantly over the last uh, few days. Um, so I think that's nice. Um, you know, I think Arizona would have been a good story. I think you know they're young. You never know. I mean, you, you like to think that, right? I mean, the, oh, they're a young team; they'll be back, but you know, they play in that tough division out there in the, in the West and they still were just a wild card team. There's no guarantee they'll be back in the playoffs next year, much less, you know, in the world series or anything, but um, you know, you hope that they get another shot at it later on and, and we'll see. And yeah, it wasn't great for ratings, but I think there is a, there is something about having those kind of teams in the series, right. Versus, the same old, same old, the New Yorks, the, the Astros, the, the, even the Phillies, although the Phillies haven't been there just a lot. They were there last year. Um, you know, to have a completely new matchup is something interesting. I don't know that you want it every year, but it is something interesting. Yeah. And I will say, I, I tried to watch as much as I could. And I, I enjoy this a lot more than seeing the Astros or the Dodgers playing in it. There was yeah. an intrigue because of the former Cardinals in there, but also just because you had, felt like some new life, some new blood and getting a chance to see guys like uh, Corbin Carroll in there. Um, that that just kind of made a difference for me. And so I, I did enjoy it. But like you said, I, I think the Diamondbacks would be long shots to not only return to the World Series, but I'd say even to be in the playoffs next year. Uh, you know, things change so much. And, you know, for a team that won 
84 games, I believe it was. They caught fire right at the end and in the playoffs, but it's with the roster they have, they have a couple good pitchers, but unless they make some moves themselves, it could be very difficult for them to get back to the World Series. But don't want to take anything away from them. They made it there this year. Um, and so it, it was a fun series. Texas was the dominant team. You know, good for those guys. The Nelson Cruz memories can kind of fade from their minds, but they'll always stay with us. Uh, but yeah, um, bring on the offseason. Yeah, I, you know, Nelson Cruz had just been waiting, waiting for that time, waiting for that moment where his you know, blunder kind of got put under the rug. And as soon as it did, he retired. And then you got to, you know, I think if the Rangers had not won for another 20 years, we would have had Nelson Cruz for the next 20 years. Um, you know, I don't know what a 65-year-old Nelson Cruz would have looked like, but I think it's probably a good thing we don't have to find out. Yeah. Um, I think he's still playing somewhere, but, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know, good for them, but you know what? I- I've seen some people say that because of this, that the David free stuff is long gone and forever a memory and it doesn't matter anymore. Not for us. No, no, not, not for us. We'll keep playing those highlights over and over. Um, they can't take that away from Cardinals fans and, I don't know. Maybe we're paying for that today. Maybe that's why we're just in this drought that we're in uh, because we had to, we summoned that, but um, yeah, (laughs) we will always have 2011. Yes, definitely. So definitely. So and one of the great, great things is anytime they run hot world series highlights, you'll still see that as well. So Um, yeah. So things open up tomorrow. Um, We were talking before the show that this isn't the NFL. This isn't the NBA. We don't have people that arrange everything beforehand. And then opening day is just about free agency. is just signing on the dotted line and everybody's at the end of the day, the rosters are kind of already set. This is a a long process a month, month and a half could be even longer depending on the players and and everything of that nature. Um, You know, where is there anything you look for? over the next week or so. I know their general manager meetings may even start today, but definitely start tomorrow. Um, is there anything you look for in the coverage or, or anything like that over the next week or two, or is it just, you know, take everything you hear with a grain of salt? Well, you, at first you said, is there anything you're just looking forward to? And I thought you were going to leave it at that. And I was going to say my birthday's in a couple of weeks and that <laughs> may be the most exciting thing that happens. And that's not even going to be very exciting because I don't see any movement happening really with anything. Um, you know, I I think we may get some answers on Tyler O'Neill a little bit, find out what's going on there. Uh, the big things would be like if we see I don't I don't think in the next two weeks, I don't think we'll see Nola signed. I don't think we'll see Gray signed or Snell signed unless they're going back to their original teams, uh, mm-hmm. or at least the teams they played with this past year. And so I don't anticipate too much. I think it's going to be a little roster clearing, some tendering, non-tendering things going on, but just history tells us that we're not going to see much movement until probably the first week of December and then maybe a little bit after that. And so a little bit disappointing, but that's how it's going to go. I, you know, I saw that it was said today that Yamamoto is going to be posted, but he has not formally been posted yet. And so uh, that could be a log jam waiting to see what he does before mm-hmm. we see the other pitchers sign. I, I don't know. At least we know with him that once he is officially posted, there's a 40 45 day window. And so at least there's a timeline on that. And we know that there actually has to be an end date 
when that gets done, unlike everybody else. But yeah, I don't, I would be very surprised if a big move has happened by Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe some smaller moves. Sometimes you see some smaller players, even major league players get traded, but I don't anticipate much. Um, in some ways, I wish it would happen. It would give us a lot more to talk about, but I also kind of enjoy the rumors and the hot stove and the things that are going on like that. Um, but yeah, I just don't see much. Do you? Is there anything you anticipate or anything maybe I've just completely overlooked that you think we might see that could be significant? Well, I think that it's going to be interesting to see you know what did the the Japan series did it finish up today? I guess um, it did. They, yeah, um, they finished. Um, Yamamoto's team made it, pushed it to a game seven, but unfortunately, they did not win. Um, you know, with the reporting that was out there, at, and we don't know how accurate it was, but the idea that the Cardinals were very close on Yuki Matsui, I you know that's the kind of thing that if it is that close, you wonder if that won't be something that signs early again. You know, one, it's, it's not necessarily going to be the big ticket item. And it's not necessarily something that's going to keep them from their main target of three starting pitchers, as we can probably, and we'll see if they can hold to that. But, you know, it, it helps shore up the bullpen. It helps you realize, you know, kind of let people know that, hey, this isn't business as usual. We're going to be a little more aggressive. And, you know, again, it, you know, we talked about this unusual a little bit it can give you a bit of a foothold if you are trying for Yamamoto. I mean, not that it's going to be the the only thing that matters, but having another familiar face along with a guy like Newt Barr that, and then a guy like Arenado who shares your agent, you know, there's some, fam- some familiarity there with the people, if not the place, if not with St. Louis or anything of that nature. You know, again, how much does that play a factor? Probably not a lot, but it's not nothing. Um, so that's the kind of thing I could see them doing kind of early. Um, I don't know what Matsui's market is. Um, you know, if it's going to get into a bidding war, then that might drag out as well. But, um, I, that's the only thing that I could see them doing before Thanksgiving. Yeah. you know, that would be fun if that happened because he's a guy that, you know, I know the two of us, we've not exactly seen his full profile of pitching and haven't watched many of their games, but YouTube exists, and so that would be a lot of fun to uh, dive deep down in that and watch him a little bit. Um, I think I believe it was Derek Gould who had a piece. He's had a piece this weekend where he talked about that the Cardinals are hoping to move fast with things uh, and hoping to be aggressive. Now, what that means, I don't know. Sometimes moving with with the way MLB goes, moving fast and being aggressive means like making a move the first day of winter meetings in December as opposed to like tomorrow. So I don't anticipate tomorrow that something crazy happens. Uh, But, you know, you mentioned how it's different from other sports. I remember several years ago when the NFL used to have their free agency that opened at midnight and there was no tampering period allowed. And at 12.01 a.m., it was announced that like Albert Hainsworth had signed one of the biggest deals in history with, I think it was the Washington Redskins, maybe. Uh, One of those things that like, the deals had to be going on behind the scenes because you Mm -hmm. couldn't put that together in 30 seconds and get the news to ESPN. Uh, But the NFL was moving so fast with free agency. That's why they moved the time up to like 3 PM for the start of the season so that these deals could be announced. And, and now we have deals where they have a tampering period and you have 10, 20, 30, 40 deals announced before the tampering period even ends. Well, baseball, it just isn't that way. And I, I I would love to see the Cardinals be aggressive. I would love it for the next two weeks. The Cardinals had their ace. 
And maybe that's a possibility, but it just, it seems that never, ever happens. And I, I, and I know people are going to be through Twitter yelling at the Cardinals and yelling at Mo saying, do something, be aggressive, go get them. But I don't necessarily think that's a front office thing. I think that's more of a player and a, an agent thing. I think they are purposely waiting till at least the winter meetings so that the bidding can get going. They can talk to more teams. They can meet to meet with teams and GMs in person and then go from there. So I think even if the Cardinals wanted to be super aggressive with this, they may offer a deal that just would knock the socks off somebody. I think they're still going to wait until December. And that's why we see some of this delay. Yeah, you're right. It it is, I think much more on the player side, right? Because if you get, even if the Cardinals come in and, and you know, go over the top, if you will, on a, on a, roster or an uh you know an offer you know i think that it doesn't hurt the player to say okay i'm gonna hold that for a bit right because if you're coming in with this is there somebody out there that wants to do more or can i can i make you nervous enough to give me more or something of that nature so yeah i i don't ever expect i think that teams would really like to lock some of these guys up on early on of course they'd always want it on their terms as well but um I think I feel like that the timing of free agency really is in the players' market or, or in the players' court that, that they dictate the pace of their free agency. Um, if they want to sign quickly, you know, they let people know, "Hey, get your offers in because I want to get this done by December 1st. Um, if they want to just see who can, you know they're not in any rush. They want to see it's the best offer. Then they'll wait back. I, I don't, and, and you're right. People are going to yell at you know, Why aren't they doing anything? And, you know, maybe that's a situation where you can blame them on the trade market. If you do think they're going to go that way, but you know, free agency, we don't usually know. Sometimes Derek will report that. Sometimes we'll see it from anybody else that the Cardinals have an offer in on somebody, but a lot of times they don't, I don't feel like they necessarily do official offers much anymore, right? It's this, okay, this is what we think. This is what we're looking at. Are you looking at? And they kind of go this informal kind of negotiation until they realize that there's something really close. Uh, You know, I don't know that you have those old days where they, you know, had a definitive uh, offer and then um, waited for a response. Yeah, I was actually going to say, can you ever think of us hearing of an official offer that got rejected? I, I feel like sometimes it's semantics with the Cardinals where mm-hmm. they don't make the official offer until they know the player is going to accept. Like their official offer is them actually signing on the dotted line. Um, and so that that's what I wonder sometimes if if really they are making formal offers, they are putting it out there. But if the player's not going to accept it, then they're not going to call it official. I I, I don't know if it's just wordplay or what it is, but um, I, I have wondered about that sometimes. Uh, you know, I do wonder too with the players. Like some of these guys, they haven't finished playing that long. A guy like Nola, um, he he hasn't been done with the season that long. And if you sign a contract right now with another team. That means you're immediately flying out somewhere. You're taking a physical, you're meeting with the media, you're meeting with the team, you're doing all the handshakes, you're giving the press conference. And then suddenly you're having to start thinking about moving and things like that while your kids are still in school, the holidays are coming up. 
I could see why players are just would might say, I'm not messing with this until December. Like, give me give me time off. Give me Thanksgiving. Give me a month with my family before we even mess with this. I don't even want to think about it. So let's just wait. And, and you know, when you got guys like Scott Boris, too, who like to run the show, they mm-hmm. can also kind of control things, too. So I could see, see that being part of it. Um, it definitely gives us a lull here where, you know, I guess if you want to watch some of the ending of the Arizona Fall League and what's going on there, that works. But other than that, uh, you kind of got to turn your attention to football and the start of college basketball right now. Yeah, I think maybe some of the uh, Caribbean leagues, some of the winter leagues have games occasionally on MLB Network, but you know, you're you're not always able to catch those as well. It's not quite the same. Um, yeah, I I just don't I don't know. I think it's going to be very uh, you know uh, interesting to see the rumors that come around, right? Because the Cardinals are going to basically be tied to everybody. I think, uh, I don't remember if it was Jim Bowden or if it was somebody else that had a list of, you know, the top 25 Cardinals and our tw- top 25 f- um, free agent targets. And pretty much you saw the Cardinals tied to almost anybody that, that had an arm and that could throw, right? I mean, it was um, the, the desire that they need for pitching is even if the Cardinals aren't looking at somebody the market's going to assume that they are. So um, I think it's going to be kind of fun, right? I mean, there's a lot of players for the Cardinals to look at in the past years, you know, it was like last year, you know, it was Contreras or Murphy, but that was it, right? I mean, there really wasn't anything else that you expected the Cardinals to be in on, um, even if you might want them to be in on them. And so this year, you know, at least there's a, a more, open field of potential uh, rumored topics. Yeah. Last year it was, we, we knew catcher was a priority. We knew they were going to get a catcher. We didn't know if that catcher was going to be through free agency or trade, but we knew it was going to happen in some way. And then it was kind of like maybe shortstop would happen. Uh, maybe shortstop, maybe not. And that was kind of where we were left hanging this year. It's so cut and dry. It's, probably three pitchers, maybe two pitchers. And we know that's a huge need and that's what they're going for. Uh, We're not talking about any luxury ads at this point. Now, if they add, you know, an outfielder, okay, sure. But it's, it's all about pitching, 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 starting pitching, relief pitching. So at least they know exactly where they have to go. What happens with that? I don't know. And as you mentioned, some good players out there with the Japanese pitchers coming over, that helps with the pool. Uh, Marcus Stroman opted out this weekend, which shocked a lot of people in Chicago, didn't necessarily shock people in the national media, but a lot of people in Chicago just thought for sure that he would be a cub for life um, because they think they're the greatest city in America. Mm. Um, Wrong. But uh, Stroman, that adds another player out there. I don't know if the Cardinals are necessarily interested in it, but it could mean that a team that they would be competing with for somebody like a, a Nola or a Gray might grab Stroman instead. And so, you know, the more players, the better it is for the Cardinals. And, and so, yeah, I think the players are out there via free agency and maybe trade that they can really rebuild this rotation. It may be if, as after we look at it in hindsight, it'll be interesting to see if that the most important acquisition the Cardinals make this winter isn't a player. Um, there was a report out there from Peter Gammons who, you know, may not be what he used to be, but you still listen when Peter Cammons put something out. 
that Heim Bloom might be looking at an advisory role in St. Louis. Now, what an advisory role means, how does that work? I don't know. But just the idea that the Cardinals might bring in a guy that has been with Tampa Bay, with been with Boston, and been never, ever, ever connected to St. Louis um, is is interesting, right? Because we have talked so often about how they don't get that outside perspective. So to bring in a guy that has done it in a totally different markets in totally different ways, um, if this is the case, if they do bring him in some sort of some sort of role, I think that's that's a great thing for St. Louis. Yeah, I, I'm I was kind of shocked when I saw that come up. Um, that would be quite the off season addition. I did not expect to see that, and maybe it's um, I don't know. Did the Emos Pizza do it for him? The free zoo, a um, <clears throat> couple factors I don't know that may have brought him that may bring him to the Cardinals. But uh, what he has done with the Rays and the reputation he has, he seems like a guy, a, a young guy, a very very young guy. I say this as someone because he's just a little over a year older than me, so very very young guy who can very bring young. you know a, a fresh face in the organization. Like you said, I don't know what advisory role means, if that means he's available by phone call when you need him or you talk to him on Zoom or the guy is actually there in a suite at Bush Stadium. Uh, it was mentioned that family is very important for him. So I would assume he's going to be where his family is or going to they're going to move with him wherever it is. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of possibilities here. And you wonder if this is possibly, uh, it, you know, we're jumping way ahead here because we're hoping that Gams is even correct with this. But right. um you wonder, could this possibly springboard into a future role after Mo and maybe Mo and company decide to move on or decide to move out of the organization? Yeah, that's, you know, if it was, I still don't have a real good feel for Michael Gersh and the organization, right? I, I think that he obviously brings value to them. They obviously like him. Um, he's not he enjoys being there because he's not gone necessarily interviewed a lot of times for other GM roles, but it also feels like if Mo was to leave today, that Randy Flores would probably take the president of baseball operations role. Now, maybe, yeah, maybe they'd like to keep Flores in the, you know, the drafting side of things. And so bringing Bloom in here is a step toward that. I don't know. Um, It would not be the worst thing for sure. Um, because we, you know, again, we have talked and talked. They need some sort of input that is not tinted red, um, or at least cardinal red. And uh, I think bringing in a guy like this who is like completely different from the front office, right? I mean, he is young. He has a different background, not only baseball, but culturally as well than a lot of the people that you deal with in, in St. Louis or at least in the, in the organization. I mean, I, I'm very interested about this. Again, it is really easy to, you know, Peter, Peter's not Bobby Nightingale, right? But um, <laughs> he does attend to sometimes occasionally hit the wrong buttons on his tweets or, or things like that. So it could be, he, he miss, uh, misheard something or, or misrepresented something, but if not, and, that, and there's no necessarily particular reason to think he has, um, it, it's very intriguing. Um, and so we'll see. I, I hope there's something that comes out of that because I think I think they could really use somebody like that up at the front office. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. You know, I know things didn't go 
great with the Red Sox towards the end of his time there, but I think that had more to do with the team itself and just uh, the team spending way too much money to go all in and then having to kind of sell off some pieces. So I don't think you can really put the blame on him for that. Uh, I think he's probably one of those masterminds who may not get enough credit for what he's done. Um, And so, yeah, it sounds like the the Marlins wanted to talk to him, but he wasn't really interested. I I do think it's a little bit interesting that he he has spent time living in Florida, um, but he didn't want to actually pursue the Marlins position. So St. Louis would seem like it's a little out of the way because I don't as far as I know, he doesn't have ties to St. Louis, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's intriguing. And, you know, for those that say the Cardinals are stuck in the old ways, this would be a way to kind of get out of that or at least at least to show fans that they're moving out of it. Yeah, I just pulled up his you know, Wikipedia. He's, you know, from Philadelphia. Uh, the family lived in Florida um, so that um, he lived close to the stadium, at least when he was there. Now, I have no idea. It doesn't really indicate where they live now, although if that was that important, they were probably in Boston. Um, would guess that they would probably move wherever. But, um, yeah, there's not any particular tie there except that Apparently, as uh, Jeff Jones pointed out, he went to Yale, and so did uh, the DeWitts. But, you know, a lot of people go to Yale. Not me, but a lot of people apparently go to Yale. Um, I don't know if that's enough of a tie to to bring him in, but it's something. So we'll see. I I think that's, you know, if you're talking about a, a club that is wanting to be aggressive and to have a different philosophy to bring in a guy like this, and again, it's not necessarily the you know solution to everything. As you're right, you know, Boston didn't go great. Um, it, it's but it's it's something different, and it's something that you know is worth trying. It, it makes sense on the face of it, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least it's uh, an effort to to shake things up a bit. Yeah, it, it, I'd be really curious to know what the full length plan is, and. You know, again, it's speculation, but is this a a one-off, a, you know, giving this guy kind of a consulting position for a little bit, or is he coming into a full-time role that's going to last for a lot longer? So um, for the little news that we have, having this news, having the Yachty news come out, the speculation, at least gives us something fun to talk about. And it's it's much better than the alternative of just absolutely nothing or horrible hiring decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I I. I know it's going to be fun. We'll, we'll find out and see. Um, since we last talked, there has not been a lot of transactions. The Cardinals did activate everybody that was on the 60 man. I think we all kind of expected that, although there was always possibility on people like Zuniga and Rodriguez that they might do something different. And um, I know, I know it was probably tough on you uh, to hear this, but you know, Drew Verhagen elected to become a free agent. And, you know, I don't know exactly how fondly you are going to remember the Drew Verhagen uh, era, but I'm sure it is very, very high up there. Well, I will still wear my Verhagen jersey proudly. Um, (laughs) Actually, I don't own one, but, uh, you know, I I was a little excited about him actually when they signed him because I thought he was a guy that could come over and uh, show some really good stuff. Um, guy that had pitched around here a little bit in Nashville some. And so I, I was excited about it. I really, when I saw him in spring training his first year, I remember texting a friend and saying, I've seen enough. The guy deserves the fifth starter spot. I think he's going to be very, very good. 
and it just didn't come together. And I think some of that had to do with injuries. When you start getting like hip injuries and things like that, it really derails you in what you're doing. So I, I think that's partially to blame. Now, will he ever be fully healthy? I don't know. Or will he ever be healthy fully long term? I don't know. Uh, you hope he's a guy that you hope that maybe down the road can put it together for somebody. Uh, but I, you know, I think he's going to be one of those guys that we kind of forget about. Um, you know, five, 10 years from now, you hear the name and go, oh yeah, he did pitch for the Cardinals. But I think he will always, I guess he'll be the answer to that trivia question about the first player to sign after the, uh, the lockout ended. But um, other than that, uh, I guess it's time for the year to end. Yeah, I, you're right. I think it did feel like it was going to be a pretty good move. And, um, you know, given the track record of, of the Cardinals going across the seas, but um you're right between health and and just some general ineffectiveness it's it's a uh, hard to know what could have been but it's not going to be somebody that but then again you know out of the 20 um 23 cardinals it's going to be always very difficult to come up with a full roster right in in about four or five years for like who, who was there i don't i don't know did they play that year i don't think they did um <laughs> that kind of stuff we'll, we'll have to see so um that's you know that's really about it i don't know was there anything else that i'm forgetting that has happened this week that we should discuss i don't think so i think we're just kind of we're like at the edge of the cliff waiting for everything to just start going but we may just be waiting for a long time (laughs) yeah yeah so we will be back when the cardinals do something or when it looks like they're going to do something or when there's some substantive rumors to discuss or when we just get bored and want to try to do another show um so we'll be around at some point in time but until then for david i'm daniel good night Bring it and get up baby get up get up get up home run he's done it again 